are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Thursday, September 2nd, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Today on the show, going to go over some of the Dolphins practice squad additions, uh, some early impressions, kind of went back through some of the New England Patriots preseason games, some early impressions from a game planning perspective, uh, because obviously this week one matchup has a lot more clarity with Stephon Gilmore and Cam Newton. Uh, out of the picture for the New England Patriots in this game. Look forward to kind of diving into X's and O's and scheme and strategy uh, in addition to a lot of the team-building stuff that we've been talking about throughout the course of the entire summer. If you're listening to Lacto Dolphins for the first time, welcome. Your host, Kyle Krabs, Managing Editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, Director of Scouting at DraftNetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and ready to dig in. So let's start with uh, the one waiver claim that was made by another team for a member of the Miami Dolphins who was cut, and that was, of course, the New England Patriots claiming Malcolm Perry, wide receiver, seventh-round pick from 2020. And I've seen everything from it's not a big deal to this is typical Belichickian gamesmanship to this is Wes Welker all over again. I don't think it's Wes Welker all over again. I admire Malcolm Perry's physical agility, his short area quickness, his slipperiness uh, with the ball in his hands. But one thing Malcolm Perry is not is a defined route runner. He's not very developed in that area of his game yet. And it's understandable because he played option quarterback at Navy. So I'm not pushing the panic button or the freak out. Do I think it's Belichickian gamesmanship? Yes, absolutely. Because the Dolphins tried their damnedest to keep everything under lock and key as best as they can. Now, the good news is you still have a week and a half of install. You have two weeks of install that Malcolm Perry is not going to be privy to. So, yes, he can help the Patriots in, in talking about the core principles that the Dolphins installed during camp. But as far as Patriots-specific game plan information, Malcolm Perry's not going to be privy to that. He could probably help glean some insight on what direction they're going to go. Is it a buzzkill? Yeah, a little bit. I like Malcolm. I would have loved to see Malcolm back on the practice squad. Am I excited for him to get a chance on a 53-man roster? Yes, of course. And it makes all the sense in the world that he would go to a team like New England whose wide receivers absolutely suck. I'm sorry to say. If Nelson Aguilar is your wide receiver one and Kendrick Bourne is your wide receiver two, you got problems at wide receiver. You simply do. And that's where the Patriots are at. They put Nikhil Harry on uh, IR after the roster cut down, so he's going to miss at least three games. Excuse me, was disrespectful to Jacoby Myers as their wide receiver, too. Literally, the wide receivers for the New England Patriots, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Herrick, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Slater, who's a special teams guy, Gunnar Olszewski, who's a special teams guy, and they picked up 
Malcolm Perry on waivers. So their mismatch ability is the offensive line, run the ball between the tackles, the play-action pass, use the tight ends a ton. Aguilar's a shot guy. Jacoby Myers a little bit more of a possession guy. So, you know, I, I really wasn't going to get into the, some of the X's and O's early, but this is as good a time as any because we're talking about New England to get into. As I'm watching the Patriots offense and Mac Jones and how efficient he is, and uh, th- there's a lot of big window throws. He made some tight window throws, and he made some really gorgeous throws from clean pockets. If you get him off his spot, just like at Alabama, if you successfully get Mac Jones off his spot, he's going to struggle big time because he's not super fleet of foot. He's a little bit more of a long strider because he's more of a quote-unquote prototypical build versus some of the shorter, more quick-footed guys. And you saw that against the Giants. When the Giants were successfully able to get Mac Jones off his spot, efficiency, accuracy, it all went down the tubes. Now, because of the way New England plays, the Giants then get a lot of successful penetration. It was a lot of on-time throws from Mac Jones, so that's the challenge. But I think the Dolphins... I'm playing a lot of cover one, and that's my early impression. If I'm Miami coming into this game, I want to see which one of your perimeter receivers can win a one-on-one matchup. And the reason why I want to play cover one is I want to play man-to-man. I'm not worried about the quarterback beating me with his legs, where if it was Cam Newton, I'd probably be more prone to play cover three zone so the corners can have their eyes in the backfield and step up and run support more if they need to. F it. I'm playing press man on the outside. I'm trying to turn this game into 9-on-9. And technically, if you don't have a mobile quarterback, it's 8-on-9. If you're eliminating the, the pass catchers on the outside. That's the mentality that I want the Dolphins to have coming in this game. I've seen a lot of, do you think the Dolphins will blitz the hell out of, of Mac Jones? They're in third and eight plus. I would not be surprised if they bring a lot of the exotic blitz packages and the 5-0 pressure looks and the twists and stunts inside. Yes, you want to load double barrel in the A-gaps, get linebackers walked up there, although Miami's probably going to be more prone to play a nose. Most likely Adam Butler, head up over the center, and linebackers walked up in both of the B-gaps and then have your outside pass rushers stood up outside of that. Or if you're going to get six on the line of scrimmage, you roll down a a safety or something. But I would play a lot of cover one, and I would physically challenge the Patriots receivers to beat me in one-on-one press coverage on the outside and try to squeeze and funnel the field and make everything in the middle of the field as congested as possible. Because that was where the Patriots had success with a lot of the play-action passing, with stuff working over top of the middle, Somebody coming back and and folding back across the flow of the defense with the backfield action and hitting voids on the second level. Cover one, you get that safety down inside 10 yards, and that's an extra body in the middle of the field to help diminish throwing windows and really challenge a quarterback. So that, for me, is the corner's got to play in a big way to lock down guys like Nelson Aguilar and, and Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne which I think they can do. And then it becomes, okay, Raekwon Davis, if we're going to play bare fronts and occupy each of the interior three and then have two stand-up guys standing up outside of that, 
how effective is the interior three? And how disciplined are the backers to not jump down prematurely? So the better the defensive front plays, the easier life's going to be for the linebackers to keep them free to flow and not too eager to jump down and create big voids in the middle of the field. That's a, a, a kind of a very rough draft of what we'll get into it next week ahead of the game. Uh, but I made sure throughout the course of the day today, I went through and looked at some New England Patriots preseason tape, specifically with Mac Jones at quarterback, just to kind of get a taste for it. And um, those were some of the early impressions. And I look forward to, to further fleshing that out and getting into beating this Patriots defense next week as well with the personnel we know we're going to have at our disposal. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use your promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Game on. Speaking of game on, the gamesmanship of the waiver wire and, and who survived the waiver wire and who got claimed, and obviously Malcolm Perry gets claimed, and I mentioned that meant or that, that Malcolm Perry was the only Miami Dolphin who was cut to get claimed. Which means Kirk Merritt is once again a Miami Dolphin. You absolutely positively love to see it. Kirk Merritt, uh, Reed Sinnott, Jared Dokes, Shaq Griffin, a lot of the fan favorites who were people were disheartened to find out did get the axe dropped on them as a part of the 53-man roster cuts. These guys are all back. You also have guys like Jordan Scarlett, Patrick Laird, the intern, Calvin Munson, Adam Pankey, Javaris Davis, a lot of guys who have solid developmental potential. They're back. There's also a addition which I don't think should be slept on. It's Jabal Sheard, uh, who has experience in a Patriots defense in the past. This is a good football player, and this is uh, this is something the Dolphins were able to do courtesy of the new uh, practice squad rules in that there's a number of players that are eligible eligible to be put on the practice squad regardless of how much tenure they have. Sheard has, is 32 years old, was born on May 10th, 1989. He's got 53 career sacks. He was really consistent throughout the 2010s, getting between five and eight, eight and a half sacks per season. He was quiet last year between time when the Giants and the Jaguars. But if you were going to get like a 
veteran depth option and not have to burn a 53-man roster spot that you could call up to kind of rotate in with guys like Brennan Scarlett and Jalen Phillips and Van Ginkle. Like, this is a picturesque addition for the Dolphins. So I love the fact that they were able to take advantage of the amended practice squad rules and get a guy like Jabal Sheard in the building because you never know. You're going to want that depth. And it seems as though that's the strategy. Uh, Derval Nito also on the practice squad, by the way. He's uh, with that international player exemption. Uh, He is locked in, locked and loaded. With the expanded game day rosters, we're going to continue to see the Dolphins work through strategy. And I was a little heartbroken that the Dolphins did not make a claim on a running back in the initial wave, most specifically Wayne Gallman. I know it was asked on the live stream on Tuesday night slash the Wednesday show, hey, Kyle, who do you want to claim off waivers? Once I found out that Wayne Gallman was one of these guys available, uh, my heart fluttered a little bit because I always had a soft spot for Wayne going back to his time at Clemson. Wayne is really effective in pass protection. They didn't claim him. So it kind of is what it is. Uh, But the fact that they brought back Jordan Scarlett, Patrick Laird, and Jared Dokes on the practice squad, and you can elevate these guys, you can protect up to four, and you can elevate a handful of these guys on game day. That's absolutely positively, I think, what you're going to see the Dolphins do. Uh, I think they probably feel good about the trio that they have for this point in time in that you have Miles Gaskin, who's a little bit of a do-everything. You've got Malcolm Brown as a short yardage and pass blocking back, and you've got Savan Ahmed, who is a little bit more of an explosive speedster and can also catch the ball out of the backfield. They're all going to get run. If one of them gets hurt, uh, unless, who knows, they, they may end up picking somebody else up. Did happen to see Royce Freeman was cut by the Denver Broncos. Would not be surprised if Royce Freeman was a player that interested the Miami Dolphins. We'll see. But this strategy that is involved with the practice squad, they're going to protect Reed Sinnott probably every week. right? They may elevate Kirk Merritt week one to play the Patriots so that they have seven. If a running back gets hurt, they'll probably elevate one of those. That's going to be the objective. Anywhere and everywhere we need a little extra depth on call, that's probably where they're going to call somebody up on a given week. It's that time of year again. It's football season. All eyes are back on the gridiron. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of the pro and college action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar mega contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Bucks and Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price of the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. There is one additional move the Dolphins made of interest, and it was to the 53-man roster. And I find this to be absolutely fascinating, to be completely honest with you. The Dolphins made a waiver claim of their own. They claimed a defensive back, because of course they did. Brian Flores, never such a thing as too many good defensive backs, right? But here's the thing about the, the guy that they claimed. He's coming from the Jets. And I don't know if you've seen the Jets secondary this year, but... Oh, goodness gracious. This is a young, inexperienced player. Elijah Campbell is his name. He's from northern Iowa. He has two years of NFL tenure. He played on the Jets in 2020, playing in three games, and was a member of both the XFL and the AAF early on in his career. He originally entered the league as a UDFA free agent with the Cleveland Browns in 2018. The decision to bring back Elijah Campbell, no, we did not add a 13th defensive back to the roster. They got rid of somebody who was on the roster, defensive back Jamal Perry. So Perry, throughout the course of the preseason, had been getting looks between corner and safety. He got a lot of run in the preseason games as a high post player playing free safety. Uh, I didn't think that was a transition that was probably going to benefit him long term but the the biggest takeaway for me is this means that Trill Williams uh, was not the 53rd man on the roster this confirms it right because they they had an active transaction and cut somebody in the defensive back room and it was not UDFA Trill Williams so I'm going to be honest with you guys there's not a lot that I can tell you about Elijah Campbell from Northern Iowa other than he has played in the AAF, he's played in the XFL, and as of last year, he played in the NFL. The Dolphins very clearly through their pre-draft process or originally in vetting uh, Campbell saw something in him that they liked, wanted to take the opportunity to get him in-house, and they were so willing to do it that they offered up a 53-man roster spot to make that happen and in the process parted ways with Perry, who played 27 games and had seven starts for the Dolphins over the last two years. Uh, Perry's been really good on special teams. Uh, He himself was a UDFA, signed with the Eagles at first in 2017 under the name Jamal Wiltz. If this is the last we see of Jamal Perry, I'd like to wish him well. I always liked him as a player. Seemed like he had the trust of the Dolphins staff, and he's one of these selfless guys that plays a ton of teams. But, uh... I'm going to be really fascinated to dig into Elijah Campbell and figure out what's in his DNA that gave the Dolphins so much interest 
that they surrendered a very coveted 53-man roster spot to a cut off of the New York Jets secondary and made this the priority move for the Dolphins. So that's my objective for tomorrow. I can tell you guys, Friday's going to be power to the pod. It's your time of the week. We have put off power to the pod. We obviously had roster cuts in the beginning of the week. Going to put it back in your hands on Friday, and then I'm linking up with Joe Rose. We're going to have six episodes this week because, of course, we are. And Joe Rose and I are going to talk about 53-man roster, reactions, impressions, expectations, you name it. So there's a lot of good stuff to get into. Looking forward to bringing Joe back on the show this week. Looking forward to hearing from each and every one of you for Power to the Pod. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked On Dolphins. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. And I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins.